Here's we gozies. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tea with Prema. My name is Chris, and I'll be one of your hosts today. And I'm joined by my best friend, Emma. Hello, everyone. Today, we have a fun episode that talks about one of my favorite shows and one that I got Emma to watch from start to finish pretty recently. It's called The 100. Woohoo! 100! 100! If you've watched it before, you'll be able to follow along. If not, we'll go through a quick recap at the beginning. And then uh, if you're interested, don't listen to the rest because it's just going to be spoilers. But we'll let you know when that happens. Before we get started, though, we want to check in and see what are you drinking today? So, Emma, what, what you got going on? You know, there's just a lot going on. I'm still in the process of moving. We just moved my mom into her new place. And then we couldn't find our hot water heater, like, cord for the longest time. Like, we we had the thing, but no cord. So then we just recently found the cord. And I was like, oh, I'm going to make myself some tea. And then I look inside, and it's empty. So I'm drinking water and also eating a (laughs) PB&J. What are you drinking today, Chris? Well, today I have a tea from that Colorado shop that we went to. It's called Spring in Paris. And it's a, a black tea with strawberries and spicy pink peppercorn. And so it's supposed to be from the, the peppercorn supposed to be from France. Um, and again, this is from Kucha Tea in Boulder, Colorado. And overall, I would say it smells great. I was super excited for the tea. And then I drank it. I was like, oh, okay. It's, it has the little fruit flavor, like hints that you can kind of taste it. But otherwise, like a pretty solid black tea. You know who I think would like it? Your sister. I think she'd love this tea. <laughs> so if she's listening, Spring in Paris from Kuche Tea, Suko. I'm just saying that should be your next tea. It was Trey Fancy. But also, when Chris had come to visit over the summer, we had gone to a tea house for our friend Nick's birthday. So that was pretty fun because we also got to have like tea. We got to have sandwiches. We got to have little, you know, pastries. 10 out of 10 would recommend to a friend. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. So with that, we'll go ahead and get started. So Emma, do you want to give the recap about like, what is the 100? Do you want me to do it? How, how do you want to? You know, I feel like it just got to be short and concise. There are a hundred kids that get sent to Earth to die. Just kidding. That's not it. <laughs> okay. But like, that is kind of what, that was what was supposed to happen. And then, so it's post-apocalyptic. The world is over. There was a nuclear war. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And so these people had been living in space and it's been, I don't even remember how many, it was a bunch of years. Three generations. It had been three generations since then. So basically the world had ended in a nuclear apocalypse. In a nuclear apocalypse. Each country had sent out to space a set amount of people. And so all of these people were either like engineers, doctors, like people that were farmers, people that were going to help keep the world alive for at least 250 years. I think they had to be alive for 250 years because then the earth was supposed to regrow and be livable again because the radiation on earth was crazy high, was crazy high, was not livable for anyone. So what ended up happening was that 200 years later, which is 50 years earlier than what they needed it to be, the uh, space station, which holds now the rest of civilization is 
now running low on oxygen. Their solution is to send these 100 people to the Earth. Now, plot twist, it's 100 teenagers. And on this ship, the government had ruled that any crime was punishable by death. Like, stealing medicine, stealing food, hitting your wife. I don't know, just kidding. I don't think that... Maybe that happened. I don't know. It's the 100. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, if you committed a crime you were floated and being floated basically you like were put in the chamber and literally they pressed a button and you yeah, you was floated and so one of the first things chris like mentioned to me that was really funny was because instead of people saying like go f yourself they'd say go float yourself <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so i thought that was pretty funny anyway these 100 teenagers are all juvenile delinquents. And so if you're under the age of 18, instead of getting floated, what happens is you end up going to juvie. I don't know what happens to you when you age out. I think you die. I don't actually know. Because at that point, I don't know why they kept you there, but... Literally, like, that's just rude. Like, we're not going to kill you because you're only 10. But once you turn 18, it's over. And so they send these 100 kids down to Earth. They have to figure out if the world is livable because then they can start sending back the people on the space station back to Earth. Because again, remember, like, oxygen is running low. And so that is basically where our story takes off. And we begin it by seeing that first 100 being sent to Earth. Pretty quickly, you see that it's like Lord of the Fly style because you have 100 kids who have up until this point been super structured and been locked up all of a sudden now they out there was like that akon song you know <laughs> oh, no. go let me out <laughs> they was out they was out out they was out in the streets wilding so that is where the season starts mm-hmm. so if you have not watched the show and this sounds like something that you're interested in and don't want any spoilers i would just skip to the end of this episode starting now if you're still interested in watching the show and don't mind also having some spoilers go ahead and keep listening it's fine with me either way it's fine i just really enjoyed the show so i just really want to talk about it i did too so speaking of being able to watch the episodes i know like we watched it in two pretty different capacities so you watched it pretty recently if i'm not mistaken yeah like i just finished it a month ago and it was actually no i was watching it while we were still in school which was also probably not a good idea because i'd be staying up to like midnight and not like i have to go to bed at 10 or else i'm not happy the next day and i was staying up to like midnight 1 a.m watching this and the episodes are, are, are all 45 minutes long so it's not like these short episodes that i was getting through no it was like i was powering through them that's how i watched it in a binge style But how did you start watching it? Or like, when did you start watching it? So I want to say I caught it pretty close to the first season. So I definitely don't think it was like the first season that I started watching it because it came out in 2014. Oh, we were still in high school. Hi- no. 2000. Oh, just kidding. We were not in high school. <laughs> we were graduated from high school. We were in college by that. I was a sophomore in college. So you were just starting college, I think, right? We were in the college. Yeah. So I probably it was probably just like on Netflix and I just started watching it. I don't remember if anyone I don't think anyone had recommended it. I think it was just something that I saw. I enjoy post-apocalyptic shows. Something about just you have to survive in the circumstances. It just gets me. I love it. So I just started watching it. And like when I was watching it again, all the seasons hadn't been released. Like the last season just came out maybe a year or so ago. And so I've had to catch the seasons as they've released and it's a little different. And so I think some of the things that you were mentioning is that the the plot of the show changes really dramatically through the seasons. But I I didn't catch that because 
I watched it so spread out. But then when you're telling me, I'm like, wait, this is how this happens? All of a sudden, we're we're going in like, this is the plot direction. And then, I don't know, we took some crazy left turns, quite a few left turns. It was a journey, an experience, to say the least. Like, that's what had happened. So that's how I kind of started watching the show. So with that, with almost nine, eight, seven seasons? Oh, no. It's been a while. The 100 had seven seasons. They knew that seven was going to be the end. And so it did feel like they were kind of like wrapping it up really quickly. You're like, that came out of left field. Like that didn't even, where did the season even come from? So season seven was the last season. But what's happening is that they are going to release, I don't know if you knew about this, that they're going to release a prequel series or they're in talks about it. And so in the last Mm. season, I don't know if you remember that like flashback episode Mm-hmm. Like the in-between. Yeah, that's the premise. Ooh. So they called it, I think they call it a backdoor pilot, which is basically when they like introduce the spinoff into the actual series, and then you end up running the series. I'm also someone who like intensively Googles, and I love like looking at BuzzFeed and Reddit. So when I finish watching a show, a movie, a book, anything, I like seeing what other people are talking about. So. Mm-hmm. So you got into it. Just some side notes. But yeah, I mean, seven seasons is a lot of seasons. And with that, there were a lot of characters that we met throughout the entire series, like some that we just loved and then some we just hated and needed them gone. So who was your favorite character? Okay, so at the very beginning, it was Lincoln. (gasps) Like I just, I don't know, something about his story, like it just changed. Again, like the evolution of characters right there, you know? So it was Lincoln, but it was also, so like at the same time, I just had a feeling. So I also had... Bellamy as one of my favorite characters at the time as well. Ugh. I really enjoyed some of the dilemmas he had to go through. It was real interesting. I would say, yeah, those were probably like my two like longest lasting, mostly because a lot of other characters just like died all the time. You couldn't get too close. Exactly. It reminds me of Grey's Anatomy. Like you just can't get too close to anyone. So if you love anyone, they will probably die. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's exactly what had happened. There was Shaw in yes. like the late later uh, seasons. Season five to six, yes. Prime, prime example of a character that I was like, oh man, like this could be like one of my favorite characters. And then boom, I was like, what the? What did this Dead. And it was, uh, and I knew, I knew I should have gotten emotionally invested and I did. And then he died. And then that's exactly what happened. And then I also really liked the initial commander from the series. I cannot remember why her name is escaping me. Lexa? Yeah, Lexa. Oh. She was one of my favorite characters. Yes. She was was a good one. Another death that just caught me out of left field. I was like, man. My favorite character in the beginning was Raven who just became insufferable towards the end. I was really sad with her character development, and Isaac was, like, kind of watching it with me, and he was like, oh my god, like, in the beginning, Bellamy was trying to kill people, and now he's like, we are, we are one people. <laughs> like, it was it was so interesting. I also really loved Octavia, and I think I connected with her because, like, little sister, poor girl, some background on Octavia. In the spaceship, <laughs> you had a one-child policy. If you had more than one child, you would end up being floated because there was not enough resources to go around for you to have multiple children. What ended up happening was that Bellamy's mom, and we don't actually know about Be- Bellamy's parentage. All we know is that his mom kind of raised him. Also that his mom was like low key. She was doing things to, you know, further her family name, which 
you know, to all, to each their own. She ends up pregnant with the second baby and this baby ends up living under the ground. <laughs> and so poor Octavia Blake was just this girl from underground until 16 years old. They figured out that there was another girl and another child. And so their mom ends up getting floated. She ends up going to juvie, which she like did not deserve, you know, like she didn't ask to be born. <laughs> literally just born and had to live under the floor. Until she was 16, yeah. And I think Bellamy was sent to a little juvenile camp as well. Yeah, it was like a whole thing. Like, it was just, it was just, no, you know what happened was that Bellamy was actually demoted. He was, remember, he was coming up as an officer in the guard, and then all of a sudden he got demoted to, like, a janitor position. And so it was just really sad and so when octavia comes out to the outside world like oh girl she was out in the streets. she was out in these streets really trying to live her best life octavia kind of reminds me of those women who marry into different cultures and just like take on that culture just with all of their being you know i have a lot of white aunties who just like took on the, to the tongan culture and now they speak fluent tongan you know they raise their children in the tongan culture and that's exactly what octavia reminds me of of your white auntie <laughs> that just takes on the culture <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she didn't really have her own culture. When you think of like, she wasn't connected to the space station. She lived under the floor, and she didn't have <laughs> friends. So, yeah. which like makes sense then why her loyalties were always never with the one hundred. You know, because like I'm not gonna have loyalty. Y'all get me under the ground. So like when in that one season when you know when she became Blood Raina, and she was like, nah, like everyone's coming, and they're like. What about us? And she was like, yeah, what about y'all? Y'all floated my mom. Y'all made me live under the ground. Y'all turned my brother into a janitor. Like, no, float yourself. (laughs) I really did enjoy Octavia, but I think also my favorite was Indra. Mm, That was a character I did not think was going to make it as far as she did. I don't know why. She literally lived from season one through seven. Indra was a command, like a, I guess you would call her like a lieutenant. Second in command is what I would. Oh, yes. She was Seida. Seeing her development as well was super interesting because in the beginning, she was so anti the hundred. Like, she was trying to come in there. She was going to kill everybody, like, did not care, was not trying to have her people be slaughtered. And so she was like a true leader, I think. And I think that's what helped each of the leaders in their own right become their own leaders because she also became this kind of figure of authority that they. While they didn't like her, they could respect her. Also, you mentioned that, like, essentially, like, you're split into a group pretty thoroughly the whole time. Like, there's always groups of people, and they change. But I will say, like, intro season, you're either a grounder or you are a sky crew. Mm-hmm. And then I think by the end, you are either from Earth or... No, you were either from Earth, born in the space station, or not from Earth... <laughs> Oh, yeah, born on, like, the other planet, so... (laughs) There was, like, there were so many groups of people, and it was, like, you're, like, who could they possibly be battling now? And then all of a sudden, they throw in these, like, other prisoners, and you're, like, where did these people come from? So I guess starting from, like, season one, you have the grounders, the non-grounders, you have all the different crews then as well. So the grounders, like, you gotta split it up, because then you have, like, the people that live in the mountain, and then you have that weird, like, in-between crew where, like, the mountain people were taking the, oh, like, the yes. grounders and, what like, was doing their weird experiments on them, and then they were, I don't they remember, were scary. they weren't around for very long, but, um, that was not a fun experience. And then you had the City of Light people, eventually, and then all of the crews came together, and they were <laughs> one crew, because they lived in the bunker together, and then it was one crew versus oh my gosh. the space prisoners. 
prisoners. So then the space prisoners had to come together with one crew, and they went off into space. And I think this is, like, the biggest plot, like, where the plot just took the biggest left field. Because we were all on Earth, battling for Earth's resources, and all of a sudden everyone was like, let's go to space. So they went back out into space. They found a planet, and so then you were either from Earth, or you were from this weird planet. Then, everyone from that planet, and then the prisoners and the grounders and everyone came together, and you were either one of those. Their hard drives were getting uploaded. You know, it it was a whole... I think if... The Disciples? Was it? No, not the Disciples. No, because then we went to the Disciples after that. Primes. It was the Primes. Oh my gosh. When I tell you that this entire series was a ride, Chris and I were researching it beforehand because it's based on a book. And we're like, wow, like, did they follow the source material? Because this is really interesting. No, they did not. The first five seasons are supposed to be the end of book one. There's three books. There's only seven seasons. And six and seven had nothing to do with the books. Yeah. So if you read the books, I would like to hear your opinions on that as well. The show itself is fantastic. But who was your favorite group of people? I think it will always be the grounders. So like all of the different crews. Because... I don't know, they were just super diverse, they were adaptable, they were flexible, a little rigid sometimes, I'm not gonna lie, like, there there were definitely some moments where I'm like, "Mm, did we have to go to war? You know, we could have been a little nicer, but it's fine. And that's probably, like, the group that sticks around the longest outside of, like, the space, the original space people. They were giving me, they were giving me Christopher Columbus, Conquistador. They were giving me, we found this, but this has already been found. I had so many issues with that. Like the entire time I was watching it, I was like, can y'all just mind your business? Like go somewhere else. Stop trying to like the entitlement that came with the sky crew or the people that came from space was just so overwhelmingly frustrating to me. And then the fact that they were always trying to like, first they came in with violence so when the grounders kicked their butts, were like, oh, wait, hold on, let's do peace, let's do peace. Like, all of a sudden, you know, like, why couldn't we have started with peace? Yeah, so, like, out of the grounders, I agree, the grounders are definitely my favorite, too. Do you have, like, a favorite grounder group? Like, tree crew, Sangeta crew? I just know I really did not like Asgeta. <laughs> oh. I just couldn't. I could not. It was a lot of issues in the later seasons were definitely because, like, Asgata specifically just could not... Keep it together. ...go along to get along. Like, they were just like, but no, we want to be the ones that are in charge. And it's just like, do you always have to be in charge? Like, I just don't. You know, I'm going to point something out. This might be a little bit controversial, but if we look at the crew's demographics, okay, Tree Crew is mostly people of color. Um, Sangeta crew, also people of color. Asgeta were ice people. I'm gonna let you take that. How are you gonna take that? They were, I would say, they're probably of Scandinavian descent. I'm gonna just leave it there. Mind you, they couldn't have been like, they couldn't have been true Scandinavian descent because this is all like in East Coast US. Yeah. So they might have been like real Canadian. They were either really Canadian, really, I don't know. You know, it's like the fact that they really wanted to be in charge always just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But you know, that that is what it is. I did really like Rowan though, who was the leader of. Asgata and I was so sad when he died because I was like what why was that necessary it was unnecessary for him to die I mean it was necessary it was a necessary evil it had to happen but I do agree I really did like tree crew they were probably the grounder group that we knew the most because Mm -hmm. they were the first encounter with the 100 whoop they butts 
and then all of a sudden started fighting with them because they had a whole Romeo and Juliet situation with Miss Octavia Blake and Lincoln, who kind of brought the two together, which then kind of trickled down to the rest of the crews having to then accept the Sky People because now Tree Crew had kind of accepted them. And for the duration of the show, Tree Crew was like running the show of all the mm-hmm. crews because they had recently been united and Tree Crew was running the show for everyone. Um, and then, you know, Octavia did become tree crew. Like, she was tree crew. She was not sky people anymore. She said, y'all kept me under the ground. She was one of the first ones. She learned tree get a slang. Like, she was like, no, I am done. Like, when I say that Octavia is your auntie who just comes in and embraces the culture, that is her. That was Octavia. She had the tattoos. She had the language. Like, they also didn't speak English, most of these grounder groups. Only the warriors did. The rest of them spoke this type of Creole, which we later find out was this woman's made up language that just kind of adapted. And when you're listening to it, it kind of like, oh, there's like English elements. There was like French and Spanish. Like there was a lot. Like this girl, like truly, I think you find out that like, she was actually pretty smart. Mm-hmm. And like linguistically languages. talented. Yeah. And so she just like threw a bunch of languages together. And like, so everyone knew Trigeta slang. And then some people knew English. Yeah. Conveniently. Because, you know, it wouldn't have been a show without somebody at least knowing English, I guess. They had phrases in Tree Get a Slang, but, like, to have made that whole show and that you would have had to reinvent a whole language. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine that's a little costly. I can't, you can't just be out here just inventing language. <laughs> Not for the CW. You the know? CW don't got the, they don't got the, <laughs> they don't have the budget for that. You know, <laughs> who were, I guess, your, I guess the top five character deaths? I would say, like, your favorite deaths. I guess you could say, like, the deaths that, like, really just, like, the most heart breaking ones that just really got you so many people died like even chris was like did five people die i was like there was like one episode where literally 200 people died so there was another one where a thousand people died so yes lots of people were dying i think one of the saddest deaths to me was lincoln Mm -hmm. that was one of those Mm -hmm. deaths that i really thought that they were such otp that they were gonna be together forever him and octavia blank so lincoln was the healer for the tree crew and ends up kind of saving Octavia because Tree Crew is trying to kidnap her. Saves her, bring her, brings her back to life. He ends up getting captured by the space kids and being tortured almost to death. And then Octavia, in response for him saving her life, saves his life. They end up falling in love. And it was really heartbreaking because right before that, Octavia was trying to get him to leave. And was like, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. And he was like, we're gonna stay here and we're gonna stay united. And then he dies. Which then trickles down and, you know, makes Octavia this bloodthirsty leader later on because of the fact that they had killed Lincoln. Side note, I think also just a lot of these traumatic events that happen in the show probably could have been avoided had we had like a handful of therapists around. Literally, I think they needed the, you know, the space crew needed not just doctors, but like psychiatrists. (laughs) We needed lots of doctors, like just really good listeners around because there was just a lot of things going on. And there were a lot of, I think the problem was that there were a lot of echo chambers. A lot of people that agreed with people instead of pushing back. Because once you push back, you got floated. Yeah. So, and and then when they came to ground, ground, you just got killed. Like, you didn't get floated. You just died. I think a death that hit me, like, even harder than that one. Like, I I cried quite a few on quite a few deaths. um, But I think when uh, the man who was in the spaceship and he died of old age. 
That's the one. Monty. Monty. Monty and Harper. It's one of the only times people in the show have died of old age. I mean, actually, I think it might have been the only time. The only time. The only time. And it was because they were going out into space and they were in charge of, like, making sure that, you know, spaceship doesn't crash and burn and die. So they decided they stayed behind together as a couple. They had a kid who was then put into the cryosleep with the rest of the 100. Yeah, and then they died of old age. And that one was really sad, too, because in the transition between season five to six, we now see the prisoners and the OG, whoever's left from Earth at this point, are now escaping Earth because they have basically destroyed the only livable part of Earth, and it's now irradiated. They can't go back. They end up living in space, and they're supposed to be in cryosleep until Earth is livable again. And I think they had said it was going to be like 25 years. And what... Monty and his wife at that point, Harper, had done was that they were also supposed to be cryosleeping, but they stayed awake because Monty had like an off feeling about it. He was like, I don't think it's going to take 25 years. And so he spends the rest of his life trying to find an inhabitable place for them to land, which then by the time he dies, he doesn't even get to see the new place. He just sets the course for them to arrive there. And so I think at that point, it's been another 200 years. It's been a while. Because they wake up and they're like, ah, that was a fast 25 years. And their son is the one who wakes them up because he was the first one to wake from cryosleep. He's like, it's actually been 200 years. And like, who are you? (laughs) Yeah, that was a hard death for sure. And they ended up in space. So they didn't even come back to Earth. They ended up in some random space place that I guess had been explored at an earlier point in the show as an effort to try to find a habitable location. And it didn't Mm -hmm. work out. For, I don't know. But they found a place. And it, that that's the point. They found a place. And then what did they do? They started a war. <laughs> what did they do? You know, you would think that they would have learned by now. Let's go and be friends with the people on the ground. Let's stop trying to start fires everywhere we go. And then I think a lot of it also has to do with the protagonist just really needs some deep, you know, therapy. Clark Griffin just needs therapy. Had she had therapy, she wouldn't have gone in being so distrusting of all these people. Where those people killing innocent people to, you know, have their hard drives uploaded? Yes. But Clark, can you just... Mind your business, okay? Just mind your business. Like, nobody was going to come and attack you. They weren't going to come. I mean, they might have because, you know, you had nightblood. But other than that, it was just a whole thing. Like, they just could not get it together anywhere they went. Out of all the character deaths, who was your, like, yes, they died? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think because there were some people that was like, bro, why have you not died yet? I think Felonius Jaha, I was like, are you still around? (laughs) Like... Somehow they let him like keep sliding through. I don't know how. Oh boy, had gone through the desert. He had seen God and come back. <laughs> like... He then tried to like take over everything. Like it was no. This man he lived for far too long. That I, I thought. Mm-hmm. I was just like, y'all really let this man live for as long as you did. Like that was. Okay. Why? I just don't understand how. Okay, mine, and this might be. I don't know if it's controversial or not, but Pike. And again, because my favorite character was Lincoln and Pike killed Lincoln, the way he died too was just like, Octavia, girl, <laughs> like he had just helped us. We have just survived because of Pike. And she went in there and stabbed him. When I say his body was on the ground, which is also an indicator someone has really died or not died in the hundred, I don't believe they are dead until I see a dead body. Mm-hmm. But also I was like, 
Mm, he was a little bit of a dictator, so. <laughs> he was a lot of it. He seemed like he had some uh, unmet needs growing up. The thing that I think drove me nuts about Pike was because they had just had peace. You know, yeah. Grounders and us had just had peace. I don't know why I'm saying us, like I'm from Sky. Grounders <laughs> and the Sky people had just had peace, had like made this coalition. And all of a sudden, we find out that, you know, more people from the space station had landed in different places. He just happened to be where Asgata was, which we already said was crazy. So like he already had like PTSD from that, came in, came to back to the Sky people and was like, oh, Grounders are bad. We were like, what? Like we already garnered peace. Like you need to go and take a therapy session because things I don't need is you ruining this. And what did he do? He ruined, ruined it. it. Mm-hmm. They just, when I tell you, there were so many times I was like, and we're going to have peace. And it, we just, oh my God, we never did. It was wild. There was a lot of unpacking of trauma for them to do that they needed to have done. Just one therapist, you know, just one. <laughs> just one. That one therapist would have been deeply overwhelmed, though, for sure. <laughs> would you say, let's do the the highs and the lows of the show? Some of your, like, favorite overall, like, why'd you like the show? And then some, like, hmm, this definitely could have been better kind of moments. Overall, and I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions about how the series went as a whole. And, like, we just talked about, there were so many jumps to different places. I thought it was interesting. I thought it kept it fresh. A lot of people don't like that because they're like, why why are we here now? So I think that the writing and the character developments of all of the characters was really interesting. I think that the writers did a really good job with that. You know, most of them were like being elevated to a different place. They were, you know, coming and realizing and, you know, having all these very human reactions to things. Definitely one of the lows was uh, stop killing all the black and brown people on the show. Like, it was, like, almost too much for them to have more than one black or brown character. And Raven was kind of their resident brown character who was very white passing. So it was also like, oh, we kind of met our quota. And so literally any time they would bring in, like, a black character, I was telling Chris, I was like, he's going to die. Like, there's no way. (laughs) Like, I don't know why they keep doing this. Oh, also, they had an Asian character, so that was Monty. So, you know, it's kind of like, again, there was no representation. And then he died. Like, there was no representation. Because I I find it hard to, I mean, I don't find it hard to believe, honestly that that is who they saved you know for the sky people so i had my feelings about that what about you the highs for me i think like you said the the decisions people made were infuriating at times but also very reasonable because they're infuriating because like we saw all perspectives and we're like man had you just waited like 10 more seconds like this is not how this would have had to go down But we also knew that, oh, man, that messenger is about to run in right now. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. And, like, I get that part. Literally, except for, like, going into space and showing up on a random planet, the whole rest of the show felt pretty reasonable. Like, yes, there was a lot of killing, but all the main characters were, like, teenagers. And for whatever reason, even, like, the grounders kept putting teenagers, like, in charge of them. And I'm just like, why do we keep choosing people who don't have fully developed brains? as in charge like that's true i didn't even think of that yeah even the commanders were all like teenagers i don't i guess like when you have a lower life expectancy like that's just what you have to do like i don't know but it seems like a lot of issues were also just because people who did not have their fully developed brains were telling everyone else what to do maybe that was part of it i think there was also like that subtle representation of like they had that one you know just the one gay couple but like They were so, like, they had so many points in the story outside of that part of their existence that I was like, yeah, that's how you do it. Like, yes, that just happens to be, like, a side note, like, any other romantic part of the show. One of them was assistant doctor. 
And then the other one was like a warrior. And so like, they were always in the plots. They were always doing something, always a part of the story. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like, oh man, what gay things are you going to do today after work? Like it was, was you're gay, I'm gay. Let's get together and do gay things. Like it was never that. It was just like these two people who just happened to be in love. And just like how you introduce heterosexual couples. Right. It's not like, okay, I'm, I'm straight. You're straight. Let's get together. Let's do the thing, you know? And so I do appreciate that part too, that it was just like, it was one part of their identity and it wasn't the main part. Yeah. The lows, I get the last two seasons took a lot of like artistic liberties. <laughs> Cause bro, I was like, why are we in space? Like, and I guess again, it hit me a little later. It took until like almost the season finale where I was like, wait, we were on earth for a really long time and now we're out here fighting space wars like i am not super sure how we got here that's probably one of the only things that i was like no i don't really like that part of the show because i mean yes if you wanted all the problems to be solved then you wouldn't have a show at all there'd be no drama like nothing would happen so as someone who's like oh i just want a peaceful show like that's a boring show like mm-hmm. go and watch gilmore girls just kidding <laughs> <laughs> drama all day every day okay so you know, we do our one to five rating, our little Yelp review. What would be your final one to five rating? And then a little bleh as to why. A final one to five rating. I would give it, again, like I want to rate it low just due to representation. But overall, like shows and seeing like the types of shows that are on TV anyway, I think I would give it a solid four. There were things that could definitely improve, but it was not a bad show overall. You know, there were definitely themes in there. We see, you know, colonization. <laughs> There's just huma- humanity. Like, humanity as a whole, what is humanity? Do you lose your humanity? Like, how do you lose your humanity? Just like a lot of existential crises happen a lot as well. There are a lot of one versus many sacrifice moments. Like, one person yes. you really care for versus, like, everyone else. Literally, everyone else. Every episode felt like a trolley problem episode. Mm-hmm. You know, do I kill the one person I love to save the 200 people who are going to blah, blah, blah. A lot of times it was just the one person they loved. (laughs) And (laughs) that is what it is. Like, you know, they have to live with that. And that was a lot of it, too. Shout Um, out Monty. He killed his mom. He chose chose the many. You know what? If Isaac were here, Isaac would pick his mom. He hated his mom. Like, from get, was like, nah, she needs to go. And so when she died, Isaac was like, yes. And I was like, this is, like, so bad. Like... But again, that group that came in with Pike was so traumatized that I completely understand why they were reacting the way they were. So I would Mm -hmm. give it a solid four out of five. What would you give it? Five out of five. I truly enjoyed the show. And I mean, even if like the the characters of color didn't stay for very long, like they were still there. They made an impact. I was like, they were, and they had often like significant roles in the show. So, I mean, again, Pike drove part of the show for a while. Jaha. Mm -hmm. Indra, their presence was there. They were making moves and differences. Yes, do I feel like Shaw died randomly and out of nowhere and for no reason? <laughs> yes, yes, I do feel that way. But <laughs> overall, I feel like there was good representation. I enjoyed the plot and the pacing. Because, y'all, this man was like, okay, so this man comes in, he's falling in love with Raven, who I also said in the beginning was one of my favorite characters, because Raven had become insufferable by this point. Um, Not insufferable, she was just very, like, woe is me, um, holier than thou. And so when she gets together with Shaw, we're like, yes, you know, somebody's gonna calm her down, was finally calming her down, and then he runs into this thing and ends up getting electrocuted. 
But I think the audacity of them to try to make him off as a, as a hero, that's the part that made me so mad. I was like, he was not a hero. He was just the fastest runner. Like, that's rude. And also, didn't they find out later that, like, Clark could have just walked through it or something? Literally, because <laughs> they found out because she's, like, looking and she's like, oh, it's radiation. I can walk through. And we're like, why don't we send her in the first place? Like, so Shaw dying was pissing me off, too. Like, that was, like, the worst. You know, for that, they, they lose half a star. But a, a lot of people online have very, very strong opinions about the series finale. Just overall as the series. And so this, I'm, I'm going to say why. And I want to know your rating on that. So the reason why at the end of season seven, we see people go into transcendence, which is basically that the people from the 100 get to go to this higher plane, but now they've become one with this other people. So the reason why people hate it so much or had very strong opinions was because the entire premise of the show up until that point was them keeping their humanity. (laughs) And then all of a sudden they become one with these like AI people, people that we can't even like comprehend how powerful or what their beings are mm-hmm. and so people were like the whole point of it was them surviving everything and then at the end we end up with the original 10 who choose to live out their lives the way they wanted to live it out well that's because clark wasn't allowed to go to transcendence she was taking the humanity test for the rest of humanity and old girl came in and killed somebody <laughs> and they're <laughs> She and they were like, they're like, is this your, is this your representative? And everyone's like, no, she not, she not our representative. And she was in there, she was hot. She was like, she killed this man. Like, and he was confused because he was like, you're not gonna kill me at the final test, are you? Like, oh, she sure did. She definitely took him out. It was over. That was also a good death to me. I thought his death was very much like it needed to happen. But I was like, girl, you couldn't have waited until he took the test. <laughs> I'm like, nah, she took him out right then. Oh, man. Oh, man. I would, I don't know. I It was a weird ending for sure. Mm-hmm. Again, because I don't know where the transcendent people came from. Like, it was... I don't know where it would have hen- how, where it would have ended though had it not ended that way because to say they would come back to Earth are they just going to repeat everything they've already done is my big thing mm-hmm. and like what would have been different about this peaceful resolution that wouldn't have ended in war as opposed to like any other time that they ended in peace and there was war ten seconds later so I think it was one of those moments where like the only way they were gonna believably have a long standing like final piece was by doing something like that dramatic. Because yeah. they'd had like instances of short peace or things like that, and then something crazy happens and then boom, now we're all fighting again. So I think for you to put like a finality on it It had to be. There had to be like this big, like literally transcendent <laughs> moment. <laughs> Because we'd had peace earlier in the show and it just never worked out. Which then just makes me think, are we even capable of peace? Yes, just choose people to lead who have their brains done. <laughs> Fully developed. The te- you know what, though? And some I therapists. will say, and high quality therapists, they need to be in charge. Like, as much as that would make me super upset, I think the thing is, though, is that you see the teenagers that are making these decisions and they are coming out so much. Like, there's a lot of them that just. When the adults came in, the adults ruined everything. <laughs> so I think that's my biggest part, too. That wraps up our episode. We review our favorite shows. Again, watch the show. I thought it was great. Yes, it was a good show. I think I have been recommending it to everyone to watch. Maybe if you guys enjoy this, we will review other shows. If you have any other suggestions for shows we should watch. Also, please send them our way. But again, before we end the episode, as we always do, 
It is time for our rapid fire questions. Bum, 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 bum. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. This is from Shazam. I think it's the most famous time I've ever seen it, like asked. But if you had to choose this between the superpower of invisibility or flight, which one would you choose? Flight. Same. I don't know why anyone would choose. Invisibility. Like, what, at what point? Unless you're a creep. <laughs> <laughs> See? And that was the thing. So, like, in the show, in the movie, he was just like, you know, everyone picks flight because it's a more stereotypical superhero power as opposed to invisibility. I'm just like, but it's just so much easier to get around if I can just fly myself there. I don't know. I was like, nah, I'm still choosing flight. It's not a superhero thing. I just think it's easier. Do you know how expensive flight tickets are? They're so expensive. <laughs> like, I could just fly myself there. Would rather do that. Okay. My rapid fire question today is, how many seasons do you think you would have lived through in the 100? Would you have been a series regular or would you have been someone who passed away? <laughs> what season would you have died in or would you have survived all of them? So is this under the assumption that, like, we came down with the 100? Yes, you are now part of the OG 100. Oh, I probably would have died, like, the way that one guy died. Like, the little girl, like, stabbed him because, (gasps) like, (laughs) something that had happened on the spaceship or, like, because of his dad. Like, nah, that would have been me. Like, pretty early on, everyone thought I was going to be a main character. Dies pretty early. Don't remember the name, you know? Oh. I said because you're like oh he's gonna be a main character dead in the second episode that's crazy I think I would have made it to Mount Pleasant and definitely died at Mount Pleasant like as an experiment yeah I would have died as an experiment would have given my bone marrow because you know I just stay wandering sometimes and sometimes it's better to stay with the group Especially out in these forests, you know, there were deer know, with two faces. Literally, there were deer, there were arrows that were poisoned, there was this acid fog. <laughs> Actually, you know what? The acid fog might have taken me out. I think that would have been it. That's when I would have died. Honestly, because it just, like, sneaks up on you. It was wild. The world had changed a lot. There were just a lot of mistrust amongst people. It was just... <laughs> Nature was out to get you in a whole different way. A whole thing. Well, Emma... Where can people find the podcast? You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Tea with Crema. If you'd like to support our work or possibly just buy us a cup of tea, you can also support us at Venmo at the Tea with Crema. You can also find us on all podcast platforms such as Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere that you stream your podcasts. We'll see you next time. Bye! Blood needs blood!